This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we're going to be talking about keeping your home safe. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Fuchs is with us this morning. Mark, good morning to you. Good morning, Bart. How are you? Doing great. Good to have you with us on this chilly morning. It is great to be here. Yeah, 30 degrees outside. And we seem to have been having, uh, maybe it's in my imagination, but I think we've been having more fires. Yeah, and unfortunately, it's not in your imagination. We we have been having we have had several structure fires over the last month, month and a half to two months, um, and and any time we have structure fires, of course, especially when it's a residential structure fire, we have the the risk of people being injured or we're losing lives. And so, um, unfortunately, in the city, we've had uh, two fires that have resulted in fatality over the last couple of months. Um, one of them being this past weekend, and uh, you know it's it's just very unfortunate that. Um, uh, the events that happen and all those kind of things, and we just uh, we just want to implore the public to make sure that they have working smoke alarms in their homes. And uh, you know, in this particular case, over the weekend we had a young lady that's a, just a beautiful young lady with a, a lot of life left in her that was 33 years old, and a and her five-year-old son that um, succumbed to smoke inhalation uh, from the fire that happened in their in their residence. And it was just a, it's so tragic because it, it has you know the the huge effect is. Of course, those lives that are left unlived and, and their loss of life, but to the family uh, and our prayers and thoughts go out to the family of, of them and, and as well as the other victim that passed away quite a while uh, or a couple of months ago. But it's just a, it's so tragic. And in a lot of cases, we can get people out of their homes if they've got the, the measures in place to be able to get out of their homes. And, and smoke alarms is the absolute best way. You know, we've talked a lot about how fire quickly grows now and how intense the heat can become because of modern furniture and what it's made out of which is a lot of synthetics and and it's just very imperative that everyone has working smoke alarms in their homes and uh, in this situation this was a tenant property where it looks like the landlord did everything right as far as codes go and had smoke alarms in place by code Um, and unfortunately at some point those smoke alarms had been removed from the house Um, we found brackets where smoke alarms had been but we couldn't find smoke alarms anywhere in the house after the fire was over and so it's a it's one of those situations had smoke alarms been in place that likely would have alerted uh, the occupants to the uh, to the fire and we would have been able they would have been able to get out of the house safely uh, and do that kind of thing and then and our other um, in other instances we've had people that have gone back in um, and, and literally, when I when it, when you say that there's nothing worth going in to save, um, the reason we say that is it's not that things aren't worthwhile or things you know a pet or or other belongings aren't worthwhile because we know that they are, but you're not going to be able to enjoy them if you you know pass away in the in the midst of going in to get those, and it's going to impact your family much more if you're also injured or uh, get killed in a fire by going back into that structure. And there's just Literally, with the way that fire grows and the toxicity of smoke now and, and how toxic that smoke is that's developing, um, it is just not 
uh, feasible for you to survive in that environment very long whatsoever. And uh, we just want to make sure that everybody's practicing those measures and doing everything safe. Um, we put in smoke alarms for free. So literally no one um, in Murfreesboro or anywhere else in our county has the uh, has the uh, ability to say that they don't have the means to get smoke alarms put in because we will actually come to your home and install them uh, for you free of charge. It's through a program with the state Tennessee State Fire Marshal's Office called Get Alarm Tennessee. Um, they're 10-year lithium-ion battery smoke alarms. So they last for 10 years without even having to replace the batteries. We just want you That's to That's unbelievable them. that a yeah. battery would last that long. Yeah, and, and, and smoke alarms actually will date out. The, the material in the smoke alarm will date out. So if your smoke alarms are over 10 years old, we want you to get those replaced also. But it's recommended that any smoke alarm that's 10 years or older um, be replaced just because they do not work as effectively as they could uh, at that point. But um, if anyone is interested in smoke alarms in their homes, we just encourage you to do that at 615 615- 893-1422 is the number to our our administrative offices and we'll get uh, your name address and get that scheduled to, to be placed in your home immediately um, because we want those smoke alarms in everyone's home we just we want everyone to be as safe as they possibly can and with people staying home more now with covid and and all those things happening it's just we're seeing more structure fires and we feel like that's probably the cause of it because people are at home more and they're you know utilizing electronics and and different types of other products that are that can result in a fire you know and and when that happens you're just increasing the risk of having a fire in your home and we just want to make sure that everyone's practicing safety when it comes to that and you're saying that these are available to everybody it doesn't matter your income or your age or anything yeah it doesn't matter your income your age or anything like that we will come out um and install them and and we will install them you know per code which is one per bedroom outside of the bedroom area all those things and and in some cases you may have a wired in smoke alarm and think okay i'm covered i've got a wired in smoke alarm in my hallway outside the bedrooms you can still call us and we'll put additional alarms in the bedrooms um that way you've got one in each bedroom which is what is recommended by the national fire protection association to have one in each bedroom one outside the bedroom area and at least one on every level of your home even if there's no living area so if you've got a basement or something like that we're recommended to have those in those kind of areas and so our firefighters um, know exactly where to place those by code, and we put those in, and that that way we can make sure everybody's safe. But in addition to that, if you've got wired-in smoke alarms, you know, if those are aging, those are very easy to purchase and change out. Uh, and so, you know, we recommend you look at those even if they're wired in. And, and then a lot of times the wired-in alarms, will, the batteries, they'll have battery backup, so it may chirp. Um, they don't use a whole lot of battery, but you know, after over time, maybe after three or four years, that battery will start to chirp. But just because it's it's getting old, the battery is, and so we just want you to make sure that you're checking those, making sure those working those smoke alarms are in working order because it it literally can save lives. And we feel like in this case, uh, had working smoke alarms been in place, that the life would have been saved because uh, uh, smoke was the the main culprit of um, what overcome the two victims that were in that home. And so we just want to make sure that everybody's safe. Now, you said you need a smoke alarm in every bedroom. I, I had not heard that before, plus one outside the bedroom. Uh, what about kitchens? Are kitchens important these days? Or? Yeah, we recommend not putting them in the kitchen because, you know, steam from cooking and other things like that. And and what we always recommend with cooking is make sure that you're always um, – they're monitoring what's going on when you're cooking the stove don't leave it unattended um 
don't leave something on the stove and run out for an errand or something because you forgot uh, an ingredient that goes in there and you're just going to run down to the store which is going to take five minutes because you know that could be delayed and then you've got something that's left on the stove that could start to burn and so we just want to make sure in the kitchen that you're constantly there attending to what's going on in the kitchen uh, and that's the other reason that we really don't recommend smoke alarms in that environment but you know we want to make sure that you have smoke alarms in place um, in areas that you're going to be sleeping in uh, outside of those areas in any place that you might be if you've got a bonus room um, that a lot of times you may take a nap in or, or do some relaxation in um, we recommend smoke alarms in those areas as well okay so these are areas that you need to have a smoke alarm in uh, but i guess each home is the, the layout of the home uh, makes different needs and that's why you call the, what do you call the fire department nearest you, or what do you yeah. do? And, and if these, if you live in Murfreesboro, like I said, you can call 893-1422, uh, or Rutherford County Fire also puts these in, and the volunteer departments in our county uh, install smoke alarms as well, and so they've got those same programs, so just look up the number to your fire department, uh, and they will likely be able to install uh, the alarms for free and uh, make sure that you've got working alarms. Now, homes that were built probably after the mid to late 90s have, have had a code requirement in place to have smoke alarms in their homes. So, you know, and especially newer homes, which we have a lot of here in Murfreesboro, those are all wired in smoke alarms, and they are they are wired together. And so if, if you have a an alarm that's in, on another level of your home from where you're sleeping, all the alarms will go off together at one time when one activates, which is a really good feature of those alarms. But they're all wired in, so they're working all the time, and most of those have battery backup by code. So um, for newer homes and homes that were built after the late 90s, likely you have those those alarms. Like I said, smoke alarms don't work as effectively after 10 years or so. So we you know, kind of get those looked at, but at the very least, if you're concerned about it at all, uh, give us a call. We can come out and kind of do an assessment of everything that's going on with the smoke alarms and, and other things if you might have questions. If you just have questions about... Um, something that's going on in your home, um, you know, maybe a light blinks or something you just kind of worry about, you know, either call us and we can kind of come out and look at it and make recommendations or you know, when it's electrical in nature, call an electrician. Um, but we always uh, encourage one of the things that I've always done uh, is any unused appliance, that's a countertop appliance, it's just real easy to reach up there and unplug that and not leave it plugged in because you know, every all those mechanical things can malfunction over time. And so we just want to make sure that any kind of space heaters when you're not at home, not only turn it off, unplug it. You know, if you've got a toaster on the on the kitchen counter, you know, when you're done using it, just reach up and unplug it. And, and those things will prevent a lot of things from happening when you have mechanical devices that could fail. We have a text here from a listener who says about 15 years ago they had a, uh, a burglar alarm system which also included a fire alarm installed in their home. These are not wired together. They are wireless, and they do supposedly phone the fire department, and they say, thankful, uh, they've never had to, to use it. Uh, they wanted to know, when the fire department comes out, can they check to see if it's working, and uh, should they consider having one that's put in that's wired together is the wired one better than wireless yeah any any time that you're getting notification because you know you could if it's on another level of your home even if that alarm's activating you could sleep through that so anytime that you can get them to where um and the wireless ones work well because they will actually sound off and wireless technologies come a long long way over the years so you know whether they're wired or wireless the fact that they're notifying each other to go off is what we recommend if you if you can do that um that way you're installing that and any kind of monitored system um 
what I would recommend is we can come out and kind of check and look at that. But additionally, whoever's monitoring your system, uh, whether it's one of the alarm companies or whether it's a, an Internet-based company now that you see a lot of with uh, the different kind of camera systems that are included in those security systems, and now they've got fire and smoke alarms that go with those, you know, we just recommend that you call your alarm company and say, hey, I'm gonna, I want to set this, uh, you know, I want to m- test this to make sure that it works. How do I do so? And, you know, how can I make sure that the, you're actually getting the signal for this and then it's going to go to um, our dispatch center uh, for us to get dispatched? But, yeah, anytime that you've got a monitored system, that means we're just going to receive the call a lot earlier. So if you're not home uh, and are unable to call us, you know, that you've got a fire going in your home, that, you know, it's a uh, that we're going to receive those calls of an activated alarm at your home and get there a lot quicker um you know if you're not at home and somebody a neighbor hears the alarm going off per se but you know just our big thing is just making sure that something is notifying you of a, an issue going in in your home so if you're asleep in the middle of the night that you're not going to sleep through a fire incident happening because you have no notification of that happening so so whether it's a monitored system on the kind of the high end of things or whether it's a loop system to where it's notifying all over or whether it's just the alarms that are independent and in your bedroom area and in the hallway area we just recommend you have something in place to do that early notification for alarm and then here's a, another question this one says how often in the systems like that should we have the company come out and check the batteries yeah, well, if it's if it's through another company and you're doing that, um, they typically will have a service plan to where they they'll come out every so often and do those kind of things, and then um, you know, and and what I would do is just read the manufacturer's recommendations because all of those um, are very different, and some of them you know are going to be longer lengths of time and than, than others, and uh, you just want to make sure that you're doing those. But even the ones that we're putting in that have ten year. Uh, lithium-ion batteries in them we recommend that folks check those at least twice a year we typically do that uh, we we typically do that whenever we're doing the time change um, either in spring or in the fall when you're doing the time change we want everyone to check their smoke alarms even if they don't have to change the battery in them that's a good time of year just to check your alarms but um, we just want everyone to have make sure that they have working alarms that way they can have that early notification here's another text question this person says, how do I know that I meet the requirements for your installing uh, these free? And they say, I have four non-working detectors. Yeah, we we will install them for free. If they live in the city of Murfreesboro, and like I said, the county will install those anywhere in Rutherford County as well. Um, you know, you don't have to, you know, there's no requirement as far as income levels or anything like that. We will come out and install them. So the best thing to do is just call 893 uh, or 615-893-1422, uh, and, and we will get scheduled and come out and uh, and check those alarms. If they're not working, we definitely need to get some new alarms in place or or look at those alarms and how those can be uh, reinstalled if they're wired-in alarms that we can we can get those purchased and, you know, you can get those purchased and get those put in. Uh, it's a relatively simple process. It's just a little bit cumbersome, but, you know, that's something we can also do for you. If you can purchase the wired-in alarms, we can come in and install those as well. And so that's a fairly easy process. You'll even install the wired-in alarms? Yeah, it's a, it's a, if, if you don't have the capabilities of doing it or the ability to call an electrician to come out and change those out, we can actually do that for you. Okay. Well, you're just wanting to make everybody safe. <laughs> oh, we definitely do. <laughs> And what about uh, in the old days, it, it seems like everybody was putting them in the hallways. Uh, and so that's not the place anymore. Well, we want one outside of the, out of the bedrooms area. So we do want one in the hallway, uh, especially if the bedroom areas are on those hallways. But we still want one in each bedroom as well. 
Um, and that's just a recommendation of code. You know, in the past, codes were you had to have one working smoke alarm in the house. Now we know that having more than one is, is better because if you're in a bedroom uh, and the fire for some reason starts in that bedroom or bathroom, so, you, you know, from a space heater or anything else that might occur within those areas, you know, we want to make sure that you've got early notification within that bedroom as well because if you're in that bedroom and you have the door closed, it's going to be a while before that hallway alarm would activate whereas the bedroom alarm would immediately activate if something happens in your bedroom itself. Now, you used to come out and and change the batteries in the smoke alarms, but have smoke alarms improved so much now that it's just better to put in a a new system? Yeah, it's better just to put in, if if we've got battery alarms, we're probably just going to replace those with the 10-year lithium-ion batteries. That way we don't have to worry about batteries uh, any longer. And most, we've been using the 10-year lithium-ion batteries for several years now. And so the fact is most of the battery alarms are probably older than 10 years anyway. And so we want to make sure that we replace those and get new alarms in place. Now, you, you mentioned that some of the old smoke alarms are good to get out, that you need to put the alarm out every so many years, that it becomes obsolete. Yeah, after 10 years, they really start to lose their effectiveness. And so we recommend at 10 years, and the National Fire Protection Association recommends at 10 years, that you change those alarms out, no matter what type of an alarm it is, whether it's wired, um, whether it's a you know a, a battery alarm that's going to last for 10 years, or whether it's just a, a battery-operated alarm that's on a 9-volt battery. We just want to make sure that we get those alarms changed out. Our phone number is 615-893-1450, a show today that could actually save your life. Uh, and, and we're learning some new things today. I didn't know about needing a fire alarm in every bedroom. Did you know that? 615-893-1450. And the Murfreesboro Fire Department will put them in free because they want to make your house safer. So you'll be safer. We'll be right back. News Radio WGNS 100.5-101.9-1450. Online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. As cold and flu season approaches, one of the best things... If you could use a little more tranquility in your life, and let's be honest, after the last year we all could, then consider a home aquarium. Multiple studies have shown that aquariums reduce stress, elevate mood, and lower blood pressure. Here at Animal City, we have all the supplies and knowledge needed to create your own aquatic oasis. This is Amanda at Animal City, inviting your family to come do business with my family. We are happy to put our 30 years of pet experience to work for you. 919 Northwest Broad Street. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurants. One of the places I love to eat out the most and still be able to do so and maintain a healthy weight is at Demas's. You can get those options on the menu online at www.demasrestaurants.com. You can make the decisions that you want to make before you come in. We have options ranging from grilled chicken to fish. You can get it with a side of green beans or spinach or even zucchini. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner at Demas's.
Good morning. Really not too bad right now as we check it out live here on 24 up by Bell Road, Hickory Hollow Parkway, trying to get up through that construction zone towards Nashville. Still not bad. Just watch your speed. We've seen a lot of radar in sections of 840, mostly over in Williamson County this morning. Slow it down. Check out that Andre Chicken Sandwich, now available at Princess Hot Chicken, 5814 Nolensville Pike. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few scattered rain showers possible late this afternoon with cloudy skies, high in the mid-50s. Winds out of the south around 15 to 20 miles per hour, at times gusting as high as 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujitsky on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 31. This weather on WGNS brought to you by Capstar Bank. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Weekdays at 5, it's all sports talk with Monty Hale Jr. and Tim Tackert here on WGNS. We're local. We know sports. That connection number 615-893-1450. You can talk or text. Just give us a call. A very important show today that could save your life. Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Fox is with us. 615-893-1450. Well, you've heard the big story today. New fire alarms for everyone, no matter what income. Everybody, if you live in Murfreesboro, call Murfreesboro Fire Department. If you live in the county, call the Rutherford County Fire Department. They will install them free. The big thing that I had not heard, maybe I've been living under a rock or something, is put a fire alarm in each bedroom and one in another place of the house, too. So uh, that's something brand new today. Uh, What's this about keeping the doors? You've mentioned this before, keeping doors closed. What does that do? Well, fire, of course, needs needs oxygen to grow and breathe. And so, you know, the more open, and, and a lot of homes now are, are wide open, uh, open floor plans with great rooms and all those kind of things, and, and, and that creates a lot more oxygen flow for fire. And so what we recommend is when you're sleeping at night, keep your bedroom doors closed, uh, and that way if a fire happens in another part of your home, it will keep you protected from that fire area. And then if you've got a way to you know, to get out without going through that fire area, whether it's another egress out your door and out the hallway, or whether it's going out of a window from that protected area that you're in. But what we're finding is um, what we talk about a lot in the fire service is flow path, uh, the flow path of smoke and the flow path of the fire and where it's going to move to uh, because, of this, because of the oxygen that it can get. Because fire is going to move toward where it can receive oxygen. And so if you've got a door open in your bedroom, uh, and there's oxygen in there, of course, from having that, that clean air that fire can get a hold of, then it's, it's going to create a flow path to where it's going to travel toward uh, your bedroom area. Whereas if you've got that door closed off and there's no oxygen for that fire to go after, it literally um, stops that flow path of fire going in that direction. And so, you know, and if you've got rooms that you don't use, let's say you've got an upstairs that you're not up there a lot, um, you've got bedrooms up there, keep those doorways closed off because it will compartmentalize fires and and if you've seen and a lot of people have probably seen for years where hospitals have got 
doorways in the middle of hallways and you're thinking why why are doorways here it's to compartmentalize and you know and and senior living facilities and apartment complexes and other places like that what you're trying to do is compartmentalize the fire to where it can't escape from that one area one one apartment by having doorways in place to stop that and and we've even found that you know a lot of people think well what's a what's a hollow core door going to do to prevent a to stop a fire but you know in doing some research that we've seen over the years and doing some burns with temperature monitoring we've seen hallways that are 1100 degrees outside of a bedroom with the hollow core door hollow core door in place at the bedroom with the door closed the temperature only rises you know anywhere from 8 to 20 degrees in that bedroom area and the smoke is very limited because you're preventing that smoke from coming into the bedroom by having that door closed as well so even if you've got a raging fire outside of that room you you can get a lot of protection for a lot of time in that bedroom area uh, of safety if you've got the door closed and so we just recommend closing the door if you have a fire in your home we want you to get out first and foremost but if you have the opportunity as you're exiting the home and let's say you have a grease fire started in the kitchen uh, as you're running out of the home close the door i mean it's it, it's going to prevent some oxygen flow from getting in there it's going to limit the flow of oxygen into the home because now if you've got an outside door open um, it allows a lot of oxygen in from outside uh, where that fire is going to entrain that oxygen in and continue to grow within your home. So, you know, in, in the past we've seen a lot of TV shows and, and, and even, unfortunately, now you still, still see some TV shows to where you see firefighters or, or people in the public breaking out windows or breaking out every window that they can when they see a fire happening. And that's just absolutely positively the wrong thing to do because you're feeding more oxygen to that fire. So we want to compartmentalize it making sure that you're not opening windows up or not breaking windows out and doing those kind of things in that fire area. Just keep it contained, keep it closed off, and uh, it will help confine the fire, but it also will help keep you in an area of safety. Here's a text from another listener. This one says, Yesterday uh, they were driving home and were around the Northfield Sulphur Springs area and saw heavy, dark smoke in the air. What was that? I am not sure. I, I haven't. I, it may have been, you know, the county allows um, some burning as far as open site burning. We allow a very limited amount of open site burning. Uh, so it could have been someone clearing a construction site or doing something like that. It shouldn't have been as black because typically the wood that we allow people to burn is will not burn that black. Uh, but I had not heard of... Um, I hadn't heard of anything unless it was just a construction burn or something like that uh, happening at that time that we uh, we had anything yesterday. Tell us also a little more about the Community Risk Reduction Division, some of the work that they are doing. Uh, for a while, businesses had uh, contracted workers coming in, or the city contracted, I guess, uh, and they would check fire extinguishers and what have you. Uh, that program sort of slid away or something happened. Well, business owners that have fire extinguishers, you're you're kind of required to have a maintenance deal on those and check those, inspect those extinguishers every so often. And so, our community risk reduction division actually does kind of three lines of work. Um, their their work is divided into three a threefold measure. Um, the first one is doing fire inspections, um, and that's both on new construction uh, where plans review is involved and the initial phase of construction and making sure we've got fire lines in place for sprinkler systems and that people have those uh, fire protection measures in place, whether you're talking about an apartment building or whether you're talking about a business 
making sure that all the fire protection measures are in place, which a lot of times involves compartmentalization of fires and having firewalls in place and sprinkler systems and things like that to be able to do that. But they do a great job of staying on top of as much growth as we're having in Murfreesboro of all the new construction and getting those inspections done and and doing that, as well as existing building inspections where we will go in. uh, We try to go in annually, especially to high-risk businesses that have a lot of occupants in that business or have particular chemicals or otherwise and, and do assessments of those businesses to make sure that they're Egress is okay for the public to be in there. We've got three-foot hallways or aisleways to be able to get to exit doors. Exit doors aren't blocked or chained like we've seen in some cases uh, that business owners have done. And and different things like that that they're doing inspection-wise, making sure that there's fire extinguishers as required by code and doing those kind of things. And and the big thing that we're trying to do on the inspection front is not – uh, we're not trying to cost people money or business owners money. What we're trying to do is one uh, overall objective is make sure the public is safe. But also when we're doing that, we're limiting the liability of those business owners and, and the landlords that own those buildings by making sure that we're keeping people safe and limiting the liability of the people that live there. And so that's the first aspect of what Community Risk does is they, they do uh, the fire inspection aspect and, and plans review. Second aspect that we do that we're really proud of is do a lot of public education. And, of course, with COVID, that's been kind of changed the environment with that, but we've continued to do a lot of public education and, and doing those kind of things. And, um, and that public education and, and also involves some other programs that we do. But we do um, a lot of programs in schools. We partner with Murfreesboro City Schools that, to do an unbelievable program uh, that involves the science, engineering uh science technology engineering and mathematics and even the arts you could say that you know we're a little artsy as well but you know we try to go into the schools and and come into the schools and and teach kids based on what they're learning during those stem projects so they're learning about science they're learning about technology they're learning about engineering and mathematics and we kind of equate that into how we use that in the fire service because you know we've talked about a lot of measures today with firewalls and different things like that that's engineering that can be applied within the schools and it teaches kids okay, this is how, you know, strong a building will be that's going to support, you know, occupancy above it for a second floor or how a roof system is constructed. But how does that equate to when it's under a fire load and and how it involves when it's subjected to heat or wind loads or other things like that? And it kind of teaches kids that we use all of those things because we use a lot of technology within the fire service as well. Um, Mathematics we use uh, a lot, whether it's drug calculations for emergency medical calls or hydrant calculations and flow calculations for water for our fire apparatus or um, chemistry and math for our hazardous materials incidents that we may encounter. So we're using a lot of that, and our Community Risk Reduction Division is doing a great job of teaching that in our schools, uh, as well as doing some programs for seniors, things like that. We do some other programs that uh, child safety scene installations, different things like that that we do programs with uh, that kind of go beyond the fire scope and go more into just keeping the public safe at all regards. Uh, when it comes to uh, the child safety seats and then the third thing that they do is that kind of the investigative standpoint of fire cause and origin and investigations in the in the cause with arson uh, in particular but you know we're always we want to know what causes every single fire so we're looking to see where was that where did that fire originate what caused that fire to happen even if it's unintentional just like this fire we had this past weekend there was no uh intention behind that fire whatsoever it was completely unintentional but we want to know the causes because if it's an engineering problem with particular electrical equipment or other things like that we can make sure that we're notifying people 
to get those issues resolved before we have that happen in another home. Uh, even product recalls, if a lot of times come out from cause and origin determinations on fire scenes that, hey, this product may be malfunctioning and we need to do recalls on this product because it's going to cause a fire in more homes. And so they do a great job of doing uh, the cause and origin aspect of that as well as the investigative aspect of that. When a fire is intentionally set, we have got the ability to go in and fully investigate it, send uh, send materials off, whether it's accelerants or other things, to the state lab. And um, and do full-scale investigations into the into the cause of an intentionally set fire. So community risk reduction does a lot with that to prevent everything and, and do the, what they need to do to keep our community safe. And they're really what I see as our front line of defense on keeping the community safe because they, they administer the smoke alarm program. Now a firefighter from your closest fire station is going to come out and install those, um, but they make sure that we keep track of where those alarms are installed, uh, make sure that everyone gets an alarm if they call for those fire alarms to be installed, and just a lot of other programs that go through community risk reduction to make sure that our uh, we keep our um, city safe and uh, make sure that our, our citizens and visitors to the city are safe at all times. Now, with the community risk reduction, are those people, uh, you mentioned checking fire extinguishers to be sure that they are current and workable. Mm-hmm. Do they check your fire alarms? or And do the laws dealing uh, with fire alarms in businesses, uh, have they changed like homes? I mean, how do, where's the installation? Point? Yeah, we do. Uh, what we do is when we go into a, a business, when they initially do um, a new building construction or they enter and, or they've changed occupancies and they've got a new fire alarm system or a new hood system over, over stoves or cooking appliances and things like that, our fire inspectors will go in and do a fire alarm test with the with the company that installed the equipment as well as the landlord or the owner of the building, um, those kind of things. And we go in and test that system to make sure it's compliant, to make sure our dispatch center receives that call in an adequate amount of time and it doesn't take 10 minutes for that to get exchanged over from the alarm company. All those, all those measures take place. And, and then we're typically just annually when we go in to do some of these inspections, we're just going in to make sure that the the alarm company sprinkler company that they're doing routine maintenance on it because uh, sprinkler maintenance is required annually uh, from a from a certified company that that does those kind of things and we're just we're not going in and testing those things every year but we're going in and checking the records to make sure that all those things are are in place to make sure that we keep um, our citizens safe now there was another part of uh, the law that when it changed i don't remember when it was 10 15 years ago the city was requiring much larger numbers being posted on the buildings for addresses for businesses. Uh, everybody complied with that. Uh, in fact, it was it was uh, sort of a a race to see who could get their <laughs> largest uh, numbers on the buildings. Uh, and, and I think people have forgotten about that. Uh, the new buildings have. Uh, is there someone watching out to be sure that the numbers the address numbers are clearly shown on businesses yes we are and and uh, homes too and that's part of uh, an occupant of a new building cannot get a you know a certificate of occupancy until we make sure that we've got numbers that we can see and that they're the size that are required by code and a lot of times that's going to be dependent on the business the size of the business um you know how large those numbers need to be, and then, um, and of course, we've got you know we've got a lot of strip centers now that have different multiple addresses within that one building, and those are required to be. Sometimes we're, they're required to just be on the building uh, itself, the the true number, and then they have a suite number above each suite that's there, 
and then other times we may have it uh, depending on what the code is that those numbers have to be on each individual suite and so uh, yeah i think we're doing a great job our codes department building and codes department and, and planning department uh, with city of murfreesboro does an incredible job with the amount of growth that we have i mean uh, you're talking about uh, handling a number of building permits uh, and every single one of those building permits goes um, from that process a lot of people don't think of how involved that process is on the inspection side but everything from the site work all the way through the final construction involving the fire systems involving um, the engineering of the building and all the, the things that are in place to to the numbers that are actually on the building to to give the address to show us where they're at um, all those things are in place and then uh, we work really diligently when we get a new building as well within the fire service utilizing technology uh, in our CAD system, we will we will put like if it's a strip center, say we will put the name of that strip center, what the the name of that strip center is. Additionally, we will have the occupants of each one of those suites in our system, so we know who the occupant is. We've got the emergency contact for that occupant, and then we've got uh, some systems in place that we can have to uh, make sure that we can gain entry to the building, uh, that the fire alarm is monitored the way that it needs to be, and all those things are kind of coming into play. But yeah, our building and coast department, we work hand in hand with them and the planning department. Um, like I said, they do a fantastic job. They just The amount of work that they get done is amazing um, because of the growth that we've had and, and keeping up with all those things. Is, uh, they just do a fantastic job. And I really want to say how great Murfreesboro is on clearly marking the streets and with the numbers on the buildings. I've been in some cities, and and you'll know that such and such business that you're trying to find is at uh, 407 East Main. And you go out there and you you can't find any numbers or you you don't even know when you're on that street. But here in Murfreesboro, uh, you make it a whole lot easier. Yes, we try to. Tell you what, let's do. Let's pause, check on the traffic and weather once again. We will be right back. The final segment of the show. Stay with us. He's local. Certified financial planner Jason Qualls. Financial Coaching Radio. Weekdays at 4 on News Radio WGNS. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. The Academy was brand new. West Point, Annapolis, you got a primary or an alternate, where if you passed, you're in. If you failed, the alternate goes. In this salute, we talked to a veteran who served in the U.S. Air Force. They were looking at the rounded citizen. James Deck, better known as J.D., flew a C-130 in Vietnam. First, they break you down, take care of the mother's apron strings, and then they teach you. We were averaging 25 semester hours in class. I did stress anything to do with Russia while I was there. We were at war with Russia. First day of class, we walked in, and Lieutenant Suzdilev, who was raised Russian, he said, Sadich. He came over to me, and he held out a pen, and he said, Kospidin Kennedy Stoveta. Came back around. He expected me to remember. When we graduated, they sent us to pilot training. But at that time, most of us had to be pilots to be qualified. Finished pilot training, and I got the last C-130. James Deck, a veteran of Vietnam. They needed me overseas immediately because the lieutenant's wife was sick. Rushed me over to Vietnam. Get there, and the first night, I'm in bed. They're all having a party. I didn't know anybody. And they woke me up at 2 and said, we're going flying. And we went over and carried the first casualties out of Vietnam. Honoring and remembering those who served in our military, salute to veterans. 
It is important that we honor our American veterans every day. That's why Family Staffing Solutions takes great pride in saluting our local veterans here in Rutherford County. Veterans, we thank you and your story matters to us. Family Staffing Solutions, stay independent at home and in charge. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Locally and veteran-owned. Fast and available 24-7. Join the Home Health VIP program at Restoration One for disaster prevention. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Hi, this is Tina Fox at the Rutherford Farmers Co-op. Come see us for all your gift needs. We have a wide selection of items for any unique gift. Also, if you have feathered friends or furry friends, we have what you need. And if you're needing some clothing, come check out our Carhartt. The Co-op Farm and Home Center is located at 985 Milton C. Boulevard, just off of South Church. And you don't have to be a member to shop with us. Come on over to the Co-op Farm and Home Center and say hi to Tina Fox. The Wake Up Crow, weekday mornings, 6 to 750. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. We're in the final segment of our broadcast this morning, so if you have a question for Murfreesboro Fire Chief Mark Fox, give us a call or text us, whichever you prefer, all at 615 893 1450. And here's a, another text that we just got in. Somebody says, where do you get rid of old smoke detectors? They're, they're pretty small. So I'd, I've never thought about that being a problem. Yeah, old smoke detectors, most of the time when they're that old, you know, they've got a little bit of ionizing radiation that's in there and electronics, but... You know, most of the most of the time, we've just seen people throw them away. If you're concerned about throwing them away in the regular trash, uh, Haley Road takes a lot of electronic type stuff over there at Haley Road, including TVs and and all those kind of things with the Rutherford County Convenience Center. Um, so if you're concerned about doing that um, and what it might be in there, but you know, we also want to make sure that you're removing the batteries. Uh, you know, if it's a battery operated smoke alarm and it's and it's being discarded do that but if you're concerned about that at all um, electronics disposal can be done over at the haley road um, rutherford county convenience site and they can take those good morning you're on wgns with murfreesboro fire chief mark folks yeah i wanted to ask you a question what do you do about these apartments that don't have a back door uh on them you know apartments that uh, people live in that don't have a back door Okay, we'll find out. Thank you for calling. Yeah, most of the uh, most of those apartments, you know, what we're looking for is for people to have a, a way out, you know, from a window or otherwise. But the newer apartments that are being constructed, uh, especially, have firewalls between every segment of apartments that are up there that are going through the roof line. That way, a, a fire can't extend from section to section through that through the attic and having a common attic. So there's often two-hour firewalls that are involved up there as well as their separation two-hour walls between apartments or townhomes or condominiums. There's a there's firewalls on each side of that. By using sheetrock stacked together, it creates a really, really good fire barrier, and they have fire caulk that eliminate uh, fire spread through those. And then all of your newer occupancies that are apartment complexes, multifamily, have sprinkler systems within them too so they're very very safe as far as that goes but it's just like a home you know there's there's areas of your home upstairs that you're not going to have an exit upstairs um, coming from your home and it's kind of the same thing with that we want you to have a, the ability to escape out that window whether it's buying an escape ladder um, 
just making sure that you have planned for the ability to escape from those apartments and but oftentimes there's whether it's a window or whether it's another egress coming out the, the back side if it's an upper level apartment we just want to make sure that you've got a way out whether it's an escape ladder or, an, or another way up there uh, making sure that we've got a way out within that that realm here's a, another question from a listener this one says it's just cold in my house and the rooms that i stay in i have a little heater i plug in uh, are those safe and if uh, if they're not safe what can i use are there some safe small heaters that you can use yeah what we would recommend on heaters is you have to make sure that you can keep it three three feet away from any combustible material and so you know if it's down close to your bed and it's close to those if it's within three feet it can set those on fire so make sure you've got at least three feet of space around that heater Uh, also if it's an older heater you probably want to look at buying a newer one one they're a whole lot more energy efficient um, for you to buy they're going to be they're going to cost a lot less electricity and those kind of things um, but you also want to make sure that it's got the latest tip protection and UL certifications with it because all heaters that are manufactured now have tip over protection. So if a pet knocks that heater over in the middle of the night or you accidentally knock it over and don't realize that you did, uh, carrying something through your bedroom or other area of your home, um, then it will it will cease to work as soon as it's tipped over. There's a there's a switch in there that as soon as it goes over on its side or back or otherwise front, then it's going to immediately stop working. And, and that way it will not set a carpet, rug, or other things on fire. So those are the big things that we recommend. You can use space heaters effectively and uh, and safely, but we just make sure that they're not within three feet of any kind of combustible material. Make sure that they've got that tip-over protection and make sure that the, the cord is not frayed or anything's wrong with that. And then when you're not using the heater, just like we talked about earlier in the show, if you're not using the heater, don't just turn it off. Unplug it from the wall, and that way nothing can happen with the switch or you know, like we said, a, a pet accidentally hitting a switch on the heater and, and ha- causing it to come on, and then it, you've got an unattended heating source. And so we just always ask that you're always around those heaters when they're working and make sure that they um, that you're around when those are, are being used. And if you leave the home, uh, the best bet is just to unplug them when you're not using them. Another text from a listener says they've noticed a, a lot more automobile fires during these cold months. What is the reason for that, and what can they do to make sure theirs doesn't catch on fire? Well, the big, the best way that you can make sure we don't have automobile fires is routine maintenance because a lot of times, um, most of the time, what causing those fires, if it's in the engine compartment, is either something that's where the vehicle hasn't been maintained properly and you've got a fuel line that's leaking or uh, oil fires can happen within those and things like that. Um, you know, sometimes we can get fires caused by the electronics um, in, in cars and the batteries and things like that. But really, um, this time of year doesn't really have a lot to do with um, car fires as far as having more. Uh, you just have to make sure that you're properly maintaining your vehicle just as you would any any other appliance, any other uh, mechanical, um, anything. You just want to make sure that you're maintaining it properly. And if you're keeping it properly maintained, uh, the likelihood of, of having a fire in that vehicle is going to be uh, – um, very slim. Now, before we leave this morning, give us the number to call again to have somebody check the homes and uh, also businesses for fire protection needs. Yeah, it's 615-893-1422. 
um, and then we will come out and assess you know whether you need smoke alarms or whether it's uh, you just want us to come out and look to make sure that everything in your house looks like it's okay uh, we will come out and do that and just kind of give recommendations based on that and and make sure we just want to make sure that everybody's safe and has work and smoke alarms because it, it literally can mean the difference in life and death and and like I said the other thing is um, like I mentioned before you can't enjoy something if you don't ever make it back out so if you escape from your home you know try to close the door as you're leaving the home to limit that fire spread but stay out of the house at all cost uh, if you escape you know whether or not there's something else in there or otherwise um, you're you may not make it back out if you try to go in and get that and once again the phone number to call 615-893-1422 Give them a call. They are there to help you. They are really there to help you out. Mark Fox visiting with us this morning, the chief of the Murfreesboro Fire Department. Thank you for the job of protecting our community. Thank you, Bart. Glad to be here. Have a great day. Truman's next right here on your good neighbor station, WGNS Murfreesboro. Have a great day.